0: Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Oh, thank you. Bless you. Amen. God is good. Well, Dr. John is in Temple, Texas, preaching down there this morning. I have Casey preaching in Durant, and I'm here. We're all over the place. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I just consider it an honor that Eric has asked me to come and preach. I was a little shocked. I'm going, this is who? What? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so I'm very honored that he would ask me to come and speak for him today. And he sends his blessings. He called me this morning and they were just about getting ready to board. He had a God moment. I, I just, it, this just tells me God knows everything about your life and he cares about everything he and heather had gone down to have breakfast and he said he looked over and he goes i know that man and he said i kept staring at him he said and then i went over to him and it was a pastor from hamilton texas that has connected with eric and i just really believe it was a god moment for the pastor You know, God knows where we are all the time, and He gives us little things like that to say, you're good. (laughs) Amen? Amen. Well, I want to talk to you this morning about the authority of the believer. If you don't know or understand this revelation, then if you receive this revelation today, it can forever change your life for better. In Luke 10, 18... It says, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning falling from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power, exousia, authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power, dunamis, power of the enemy. So the number one thing you need to know is you have power over the devil. You know, I was raised in a church, we didn't talk about the devil, and everything bad that came into your life was from God, and I'm so glad that I learned better, because God only brings life, and that more abundantly. We have an enemy, and his MO is to steal, kill, and destroy. So it's real easy to understand who's on your side and who's not. Amen? Amen. And he's the father of lies. I, I used to watch cartoons. Well, still do sometimes with the grandkids. But, uh, you know, and uh, the Tom and Jerry, you know. I remember there was a the little devil on one side. And then there was an angel on the other. And that really is the way it is. The enemy's talking to you all the time. Telling you you're not worthy. You're not going to get well. You'll never have money. And that's a lie. Amen. So when you hear those things, it's easy to just say, you know, you have to flee. I'm not putting up with this. That's, that's, people put up with stuff. I don't understand that. You know, they just put up with it for, let it go on and let it go on. I'm going, nip it in the bud. Kill it. Now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, and to ask God to rebuke the devil. That's not going to happen. He gave you the power and the authority. Yeah. And you're supposed to use it. Yeah. It's like asking the president to go over in a war and shoot the captain's gun. He's not going to do that. And God's not going to do that for you because he has already given you everything you need. Yeah. We live in the finished work of Christ time. Aren't you so glad? I'm so glad I'm living in this time, even though it's a little crazy. But I know that God's got this. And I don't have to fear. No matter what any news channel tells me. Aren't you so... I don't really watch the news for that reason. (laughs) It makes me so mad. And I don't need to be angry, so... (laughs) You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> anyway. So in Matthew twenty-eight eighteen, it says, Jesus came and said unto them, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And this power that he's talking about is exousia. Thayer says exousia means, get ready for this, power of choice. Liberty of doing as one pleases, physical and mental power, the ability or strength with which one is endued, which he either possesses or exercises the power of authority or influence and of right privilege, the power of rule or government, the the power of him whose will and commands must be submitted to by others and obeyed. So the devil still has dunamis power, just like criminals have guns. But they don't have the authority to use it. You have the authority. Aren't you so glad he did that for you? You know, like I said, I was raised in a church that we were more about what we didn't believe. You know, we don't believe in this, we don't believe in that. I'm like, what do we believe in? you walk victorious in this church you can't (laughs) amen but I'm so glad when I got to know who Jesus really is and who my father is it forever changed my life and if you understand the power that he has given you it will forever change your life and you know it even says in the word that one of these days and we are going to see this little imp we're going to go, what? He did all this? He did all this craziness? Why didn't I know? <laughs> you know, he, he's nothing. He really is nothing. He, to me, he's just a blowhard. He, he, he just blows things way out of proportion, you know. But he's a loser. And he wants to obscure the word from you. He doesn't want you to understand the power and the authority that you have. Uh, Usually in my church service in Oklahoma, I pray before the word comes forth every Sunday that you would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ, that he would enlighten your eyes to know what is available to you. Uh, years ago, Brother, I heard Brother Hagen preach on this, and he said, you know, because he was always about faith, and aren't we glad for faith? And he, you know, he went to the Lord, he said, I don't get it, they're not getting what I'm preaching to them. I preach faith, I preach faith, and they just can constantly live in defeat. Help me understand this. And the Lord told him to start praying this over them before he preached the word. And so he did. And time went by, and they started getting it. It's important to know how to pray and what to pray. Because without that revelation, you can't live victorious. You're going to be up and down on a roller coaster. Amen? So understand what his word says. God is good. And what that means is, when you get that revelation, there's a new sheriff in town. Amen? You have the authority. So you just have to use it. It's delegated authority. And to help you understand that is, have you ever come up to a red light that wasn't working, but there was a policeman standing there? All he's doing is holding up his hand. He can't physically stop these cars. But when they recognize the authority that he has, they obey and they stop. Well, the enemy has to do that for you because you have that same delegated authority. Say it out loud. I have delegated authority. authority. Amen. And the enemy has to obey. In 2008, we built a house here in McKinney, and um, I spent several months, because I did the designing on it and worked with the contractor. And So we had finally gotten moved into our new home. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I miss that house. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> but one night, just a few months after we had moved in, we had gone to bed, and I woke up because I heard this loud noise like a freight train coming through my house and so I jumped up and I ran outside I don't recommend that I could have done it inside but anyway and the wind is blowing everywhere rain's going everywhere and all of a sudden I see a tornado and I took authority over it just like Jesus did you have authority over the winds and the waves that's what my daughter calls me The woman who has authority over the winds and the waves. Because every time we used to have picnics and stuff, and even still when y'all do, they will call me and say, Mom, they said it's going to rain. you got to stop it. And I believe I can. It works. God is good. All the time. So I commanded it to leave. And uh, I told the people in the first service. I said, "The people on the other side of 121 evidently weren't praying because it hit there, <laughs> tore up a bunch of houses. <laughs> but thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Not, not my new house. Right. You have to take a stand. Yeah. You know when things come against you, and I hate to inform you, but they're going to. Yeah. You know." Yeah. Uh, When we first came into the things of God, I mean, it was like all hell broke loose against us. And I'm like, what just happened? But that's what the enemy does because he doesn't want you walking with God. He doesn't want you to be a witness to this world. So just know, even though he comes against you, you still win if you take a stand and take authority over it. Because his word works. Amen. When, when John and I were students at Christ for the Nations, back when Dr. Lindsay used real live dinosaurs, uh, just saying, uh, we had a class that we had required leading, reading, and it was Smith Wigglesworth's book, Apostle of Faith. I don't know if you've ever read that book, but read it. Because, you know, when I read that book, I thought, this guy's a plumber. And he raises the dead. I can do that. I'm a housewife. Amen? And I I just had the faith to believe that. I mean, the faith just rose up in me. And I know you all have heard the story about the cart on the side of the road. And we stopped and I went over and commanded the guy to come back to life. And he did. You can do that. You can do that. Aren't you excited? I'm telling you. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Well, in his book, he tells this story. He's at a bus stop, Smith Wigglesworth is, and there's this lady, and she's got this little dog that followed her, which he was supposed to stay home. And so she kept telling him, go on back home, go on back home. And she'd kind of shoo at him, and he'd go a little ways, and then he'd come back. And this went on for... A few minutes. And finally, the bus started coming. She saw it coming. And she looked at the dog and she went, get home. Man, he ran. (laughs) That's the same thing the devil does when you tell him to leave. To leave you alone. You have that authority and he has to leave. He says, if you just tell him, command him to leave, he has to obey and you have assurance with, that God is on your side. Man, when I finally, finally understood that, I could pray with confidence. You know, because people say, man, how do you pray and see these miracles? And I said, because I know who's on my side. And, and when I fully understood that, I could believe God for anything. And you can too. I don't know what you're facing today, but it really doesn't matter because you have the victory over it, whether it be finances, sickness, whatever. You have the victory, amen? I know that uh, years ago, I, lo- I used to listen to Paul Harvey, and I know it tells how old I am, but he was telling a story about a, um, this guy was driving a little compact car, and he was at a red light. Well, he looks in the rearview mirror, and here comes a cement truck, that cannot stop, and so it winds up on top of his car. And uh, somebody described the car, you know the foil that you have when you chew gum, when you take it out, and you crunch it up? That's what the car looked like. That's exactly the way they described it in the newspaper. And, but there was a man in this car, his name was George Seguenza, and they heard him screaming. One arm was out, and he was screaming. He was still alive. And uh, so they had to take the jaws alive. They had to get the truck off of him, and they had to cut him out. And he went to the hospital and recovered fine. And when they looked at the car, basically, like I said, they couldn't even recognize what kind of car it was. But the only thing recognizable was the bumper. And on that bumper was a sticker that said, Jesus saves Yes, he does. (laughs) No matter what happens. (laughs) He does save. He will save you out of whatever situation you're in right now. And I want you to be encouraged with that. But when you know God's on your side, you win. Every time. Every time. And I'm not saying bad things don't happen because, hey, I had to have brain surgery 14 years ago. That was not on my bucket list. I just tell you, it wasn't there. <laughs> but I'm healed. I came through it. So, like I said, no matter what you're going through, He always has good thoughts towards you. You know, when Brother Hagan was a um, a youngster, he had real he had heart issues, and he he just he didn't get to go outside and play or anything as a kid because he was sick all the time. And um, his mother and grandmother prayed for him and believed God for him to be healed. So when he was 14 years old, he was completely healed. And so he went on with his life, you know. And he said, um, but about 14 years later, he was preaching. And at night, he said he would start having heart pains, just like the ones he had had when he was a kid. And one thing you need to know, when you get healed, you're really healed. But the enemy is going to come back and bring symptoms that look just like they did before. But you better not accept them. Because it will come back on you if you do. You have to stand and say, no, you're a liar, Satan. I got got healed on September the 14th. 2006, whatever your day is, make a mental note to tell the devil, you know the day you got healed, and you're not going to rob it from me. You got to stand your ground. Well, he was having these heart issues at night, and so much, sometimes it was so bad he didn't get any sleep. But he, um, so he said one night he went to sleep, and he hadn't told anybody about it but the Lord. Well, one night he went to sleep and he had a dream. And he said he and a friend were in like a ballpark, some kind of stadium or something, because there were stands on each side where people sat. And he said my friend and I were walking across it, and all of a sudden my friend goes, look, and he said there were two lions coming towards us. And so we started to run. And we started running, and he said, and I looked at him, and, he, and I told him, we can't make it to the stands. And so Brother Hagin, in the dream, turned around and faced both the lions and started walking towards them. And they're, you know, growling and showing their teeth and acting all mean. And he just stands there and looks at them and told them they had to leave. And he said, they just turned into like little kittens. And just started rubbing against my legs. And then they just turned around and walked off. He said, and when I woke up, I knew that's what I had to do to the devil. I had to command him to leave, in the name of Jesus. These are lying symptoms and they cannot stay. And he never had it again. So, you know, like I said, whatever you're facing... God's bigger. Yeah. The name of Jesus is bigger than whatever you're facing. Amen. This will also tell my age. Years ago, I used to watch T.L. and Daisy Osborne. Can anybody relate? They were always dressed in solid white. They were evangelists that went all over the world. and uh, They were preaching in, I believe it was in Africa. And a gentleman had come up to him before that night's service, and he said, uh, Brother Osborne, you're going to have to cancel this service. He said, they are threatening to come and shoot you off the stage. And, and they're serious. I'm, this is not an idle threat. This is real. <laughs> I love Brother Osborne. He said, well, tell them to come early and get a good seat on the front row because I'm not shutting this down. We don't have to fear the devil. He's a liar. The great thing is, you know, even if he does take you out, you still win. You just, you got better quarters. Amen. (laughs) We have it. We win, win, win. In 1 John 4, 4, it says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You don't have to fear the devil. You have all the authority. It's backed up by your heavenly father. He said in James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. The problem is we don't resist him. You know, people just put up with stuff. I don't get it. As soon as it starts happening, nip it in the bud right then. The first time that symptom tries to come back against you, stand up and say, no, no, devil, I'm healed. So you might as well get out of my face. Luke 10, 20 says, notwithstanding in this, rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You know, when John saw the number that couldn't even be numbered, do you know who he saw there? He saw you, and you, and you, and you. You're already there. In the spirit, you're already there. So you got it made. You're adopted into a great family. Aren't you glad? I love adoption. I know that, um, I know people that have adopted children. And do you know that those children can never be removed from you in any way? Your own kids could, but not an adopted child. That child is yours forever. Well, years ago, I was pregnant with one of the boys, and I was at the doctor's office, and there was this little girl going around. She—I mean, she had ruffles, like ruffles on top of ruffles. She was dressed up so cute. She had on little patent leather shoes, and she was going around to everybody in the waiting room, and she would say, "I'm special." And they'd go, oh, that's cute, you know. And she'd go to another one. And then she'd go to another one. Well, then she came to me. And she goes, I am special. And I said, what makes you so special? She said, I'm adopted. I said, you are? Yes, my mommy picked me out of all the kids. She picked me special. I just thought, what a revelation to this child. Well, that's who you are. You're adopted by the Father. And He loves you. You're sons and daughters. You are not servants. You are sons and daughters of the Most High King. Aren't you so glad? You're royalty. Years ago when we pastored out in San Angelo, Texas, we had this young lady. She was probably about 35. She came to church and she had said under the faith message well she had gone to the doctor and they told her she had breast cancer she and the doctor told her this is the same kinda cancer your grandmother died from it's the same kinda cancer your mother died from it's the same kinda cancer your aunt died from and you're going to die from it you know that doctor doesn't have the last say Facts change. Did you know that? Facts change. And you don't have to accept what they say to you. You can stand up against it. Well, Jolene got this scripture, which it's really not a healing scripture, but she got a hold of this. Romans 8, 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And she just quoted that scripture and stood on it. And when she went back to the doctor, they did another exam and the cancer was gone. She's still alive today, 35 years later. Facts change. If you can see it, you can have it. And it's, it's really important. I know, you know, we have two sets of eyes, our spiritual eyes and our natural and you cannot go by your natural eyes; you got to see it in the spirit, because if you can see it, you can have it. Uh, I have a lady in my church that a year and a half ago, something like that. She, well, she had been coughing. She, she was, um, she's my door greeter. Had beautiful long silver hair, and just the sweetest smile. And she kept coughing. She would come to my staff meetings because she was on staff with me. And she'd cough and cough and cough and cough. And I finally looked at her and I said, Rhonda, you need to go to the doctor. I said, what is that? She said, well, I went. And they told me it was bronchitis. I said, that is not bronchitis. Listen, get a second opinion. I was misdiagnosed four times before they figured out what was wrong with me. So don't trust the first diagnosis. So she went to the doc- another doctor and they told her she had 6 weeks to live. She had a mass in her lung. Inoperable. She had cancer on her brain. She had cancer on both her kidneys and in her ribs. And when she came back and told me that, I said Facts change Rhonda it doesn't matter what they say and so this is the thing I love about God he cares about everything you care about and the only thing she asked really I mean she asked for her healing but the only other thing she asked for she said please don't let me lose my hair she didn't lose one hair she had radiation she had chemo And did not lose one hair. She still got all her hair. She stood up in church last Sunday and gave her testimony. She's cancer free. You have the authority. And that's the thing I want you to understand. You have authority. You have assurance. And you have been adopted. God bless you. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.